This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience in the Maryland and PA region. And I also have with me the one and only, the man with all the money in the vault, who every year dresses up like Santa Claus. He's getting ready to do that, Mr. Terry Kernan. There he is. How are you? I'm good. How you been? Oh, good. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Getting ready for the holiday season. It's, uh, it's my favorite season and uh, uh, getting into full swing. Um, I'll be hanging with Santa for the next three weeks and um, there you go. making a lot of kids happy. That's it. Do you do any Christmas shopping yet? No, that I kind of leave that to Mary Susan. She's <laughs> smart, man. Yes, she's, <laughs> she's listening, so we know she's in good. You're in good hands. You're safe. <laughs> yes. Good answer. Right answer, right? Yes. So uh, You don't do any of that together? No. Um, we usually take a one night and we'll go out and we'll go out to dinner and shop for like mm -hmm. a half hour to say we shopped and then we'll have dinner and then, you know, there you go. just kind of have a date night. There but, um, go. but we haven't had to do that since the kids are all grown up and they're now, you know, know. It, it used to be a great release to, you know, get a sitter, go mm -hmm. out, hang out, but, uh. I miss those days of all the kids and they're, they're going crazy and all the presents and the whole nine yards. And now they're just like, all right, Dad, we want a yearly ski pass. Buy us an epic pass so we can go to Colorado skiing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but we're we're reliving the cycle with our granddaughters. Ooh. And Kayla's two and a half now. And yep. she's so pumped about Christmas, uh, you know, decorating trees and Santa. And it's just it's just so awesome just to feel that feel again. Yeah, that'll be coming up. I told my boys, wait as long as you can. You need to save some money because them Christmas presents aren't cheap and neither are diapers. So, hey, 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 hey right? <laughs> How are we right. buying those? All right, hey, Christmas cash for kids is all finished up. Last uh, we have been announcing it. We hope everybody had contributed and all that good stuff, all of our listeners and everybody. What a wonderful thing, Terry. $118,598. And then we're going to be adding to it a little bit here coming up. And if anybody else would like to do so, they can always use more help, so make sure you get on WFMD 930 or call up here to the radio station here on Grove Hill. 30169, what is it, 6949363? Yeah. All right, here we go. We're going to get right into real estate numbers and news really, really quick. Um, active homes for sale, 335. Terry, we're waiting for the day we're going to go across 400. Maybe that should be one of our trivia things. We are going to give away some Christmas cheer, Terry. What do you think? We'll give away, like, uh, I don't know, 50 or or $100 gift card or so. Let's do a fun thing here. We're going to do it next week. How's this? Terry, whoever can tell us next week, whoever calls in and can tell us home values year to date, they're in the positive, okay, if you've been listening to our program, whoever can get the closest, Terry, we're going to give away a gift card, and I think we should be like any store, something that somebody wants in the local whatever area. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want, we're going to give away a gift card next week. Whoever can tell us the closest without going over, uh, it's pretty hard to go. I don't know if you can go over how much home values in Frederick County have increased year to date. So, resales 185. 
uh, active homes on the market right now. So, Terry, we were above 200, but we're just way back down again. 49 days is the average time on the market. That has continually gone up little by little by little. It has taken longer to sell homes. And the median average price of resales is $4.99 for a single-family home, which that has come down a little, little bit. And so new builds are still way up there. That's what's kind of holding values and, and everything like that. But this whole median thing, it's it's just been across the level. I, is it more than anything else? New construction, 150. Coming soon, this has come down. 19 homes are on the way. Wow. That's all. That's hardly any. That's nothing, boys and girls. That's because everybody's waiting for the spring market. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. I've got three coming. I was just this morning down in Montgomery County um, on Timber Oaks. We're going to have a brand, uh, beautiful three-bedroom uh, three bedroom, two and a half bath townhouse right on the lakefront. Absolutely gorgeous. We're doing all new paint, all new flooring. We're going to talk about that bang for buck. My sellers are out of Connecticut and uh, I'm kind of the eyes and the ears and I'm getting the contractors and making sure their whole world has stress free and gets a million dollars for this place. Ha <laughs> All right. So yeah, they, that's what they'd like. All right. Pending under contracts, 340. I'll tell you, wait a minute. The reason why they're coming soon, I think so is just simply because um, sellers are like, well, if values are still going up a little bit and demand is going to go up when interest rates keep coming down, hopefully, I'm going to get more money in the spring. You might. We'll, we never know. We'll ask Santa Claus and see what he thinks. Pending under contracts, 346 brand new. Uh, I mean, new ones, 138 are under um, new builds. So there's only like there's like nothing out there for that stuff. But we have seen them helping a, a family build a brand new house, and there are more incentives than ever. So they definitely want to get this. Uh, they want to keep the, the the inventory going and the sales going. Resales 208 with an average time 24 days on the market for those, and um, so sold in the last 30 days 248 with a 17 day. And the sold list price ratio, Terry, went back up a little bit to 100%. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you, that's because there's nothing out there. And um, it's, it takes a little delay, but apparently tell us what rates have been doing. It's your turn. Here we go. Mortgage World, let's go. Okay, good news. Rates have been coming down, okay? So the, the big question is why. So if you've looked at your stocks, if you've looked at your 401k, that's been going up. Okay, the Dow Jones is now over 36,000. I think it, it crossed over yesterday. So that's all good news. In years past, in decades past, we've always experienced if there was bad news in the market, then the stocks go down and interest rates go down. All right. What we're experiencing is good news in the market, and that is there's feeling there's confidence it's coming back that the inflation numbers are under control we had a very good november with rates coming down we started the month at over eight percent i know that's we finished crazy the, we finished the month at, at around seven seven and a quarter and uh fha va they're going to be under seven percent mm -hmm. so they're going to be in the six and a half percent range so so things have been very very good in November. We saw a very, very slow November for closings because a lot of people got on the sidelines. What I've seen in yeah. the last uh, two weeks is the phone starting to ring more. People are calling saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking and I'm feeling better about it. So what we're seeing is the demand is coming up. Okay. So it, we're going to see a little bit more, but I think we're going to see a big part of the demand, a big 
rise in demand once we get into January because we'll have the holiday season behind us and hopefully the rates are going to continue to to uh, to drop. Now what we're seeing is it's kind of the old thing. I'm not going to buy something that's today that I know is going to be on sale tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I think people are okay waiting to see how the rates are going to shake out and settle down. But as fast as they went up in October, Mm -hmm. they came down that fast in November. And you really, really, really don't see that. Okay? Yeah, very unusual. Yeah, so very unusual what we're seeing, but it is good news. Now, you say, well, what's going to determine whether rates continue to drop? Number one thing is inflation. So what we have is we have the unemployment numbers coming out next week, huge numbers. That's going to affect the market, okay? So what they're looking at is if if unemployment goes down next week, All right. even though that's good news, sounds like good news, yep. you're going to see the stock market take a tumble. You're going to see the yep. rates go up a little yep, bit, okay? Exactly. But if, if unemployment goes up a little bit, you're going to see an Rates improvement. coming down. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's the first thing. Following week, we're going to see the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, Producer Price Index. Those two figures are going to come out. Those are what we really look at for the inflation numbers. And the feeling is that, that inflation will continue to gradually come down and get in check with what the feds want with the 2%. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's amazing. We definitely have more buyers, definitely a little more interested, but at the same time, you're right. Everybody's caught up putting the Christmas tree up and looking for Clark Griswold and all that. And what we're dealing with is the fact that we're probably going to have a lot more activity happening in um, January. And the ones, the place I got on for sale, the ones under contract and all that, it's going pretty well. Um, and uh, nothing nothing out of the ordinary on my end of what I'm seeing, which is really, really positive. But the one statistical number is the fact that we still have almost half the homes in Frederick County have made a value adjustment if you've been on the market. Now we're getting up to 49 days on the market. And so we're definitely seeing an increase of buyers that, um, sellers that are definitely making a correction and realizing if you absolutely miss the uh, asking price, if you're just too high by just a little bit, you miss it completely. You're not getting that offer in the first week or two, and you've missed the boat still. And so that, because of low inventory, that's very prevalent um, in, mm-hmm. in most regard more than ever. So, Well, well we've seen a big, um, uh, so the ability to ask for closing cost help is is happening right now. So we've seen a huge uptick in buy downs. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So it's a great program. It gives the people the comfort that their rates gonna that not the rate. The rate will be lower temporarily, but the payment. People don't care so much about the rate. They get it's what's my payment. Yeah. Okay? What's the payment? So we've been seeing the two one buy down. Uh mm-hmm. that's been uh we've seen a lot of uh we've seen more in October, November than I've seen in the previous three years yeah previous 20 years and that's what people want get that like the lowest amount because of the affordability and what's we're going to talk about a hit on that real quick it seems like we still have this big standoff between buyers and sellers and all that it's begun a little bit some of the sellers have been talking to one of them more recently they still think that the market is on fire because anytime we mention or they hear that for the most part values are holding steady or still going up then therefore um then I can even go higher. I can go for more. There's no inventory. I got less competition, and I can basically name my price. And I say to them, that that's not a good strategy ever, <laughs> but that's definitely not good right now. 
it has slowed down. There is a reality check in place. Just because we don't see any signs of the crash of market crashing or it's going to happen um, just basically instills the fact that we still have to use a lot of good logic. And the house that I had for 750 in Clover Ridge, thank God, this last week, it appraised. It was okay. I was nervous because there was a house four doors down that came on the market for $150,000 less, but it was an auction. And so I called the appraiser and I said, hey, keep in mind, this place is an auction. This, uh, how, I asked him, I said, how does this even relate to the market and to the community as a whole, given the fact that this is an actual auction? He says, oh, no, that's not part of the equation. That's not a standard sale necessarily. I said, hmm. good. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Good to know. So, my sellers, of course, were flipping out and they were nervous as I'll get out about the value. And it came in fine and um, and it was good. So, they're happy and I am too because I don't want to be part of that 15 or 20% of all sellers that still are having appraisal issues where the value, um, you know, is not coming in and all that. So, but we still have a standoff. Buyers are still struggling with affordability. So, let's talk about that. 35% of all. Uh, buyers, first-time home buyers, and all them—they're needing, as we've known, they need more closing costs. The reason why a lot of them were on the sidelines for so long is because there was so much high buyer demand the last three years, and they just couldn't compete because they absolutely were pigeonholed to have to get closing help. I have two buyers right now that are in that position. If they do not get closing help, they cannot buy a house. It's just that simple. Even with grandma and everything, they still need help. They still don't have it. We've talked about this. What are if they? Are they first-time homebuyers? Um, yes. The one is in Pennsylvania. They're Maryland. They're I mean, they're PA. They're going to be first-time homebuyers. They know there's grant money. They get it. They know there's up to twelve thousand five hundred dollars, and then some, maybe, and all that. Um, but they also know that there's still they need they they have a little bit of money saved. Um, but by the time they know they want to definitely do the conventional loan route, which is, you know, I told them about FHA, but when we ran numbers. They want to do, they want to have a lower payment because of their threshold. They don't make a lot of money. Their okay. bat, their ratios are right up against that back end of that 49 and all that stuff. So we've been talking about grant money. A lot of buyers these days gifting money. So that's a big thing I know you've talked about before. How does that gifting money work? I told them you can get it from your parents, things like that, um, relatives and such like that. Or you can also dip into a 401 retirement plan. And there's a percentage and there's an amount that, of course, that you can take out without having all these penalties and things like that. But that goes back to a tax person and all that. So this is the biggest thing I'm seeing is the affordability thing is still absolutely bewildering to most buyers so what are your thoughts on that well um with the rates coming down the mm -hmm. affordability is getting more and more and, and and people have asked you know how much of a difference and yeah what's one percent do yeah so so i talked to a borrower yesterday and the last time we talked he was at uh he was at uh eight percent and he, when I first started talking to him, he was at 6%. Affordability was not an issue. Mm -hmm. When I talked to him yesterday, we're now back down to in the 6.5% range because we're looking at FHA. So that affordability where where he was at 250 at a very top, 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 mm -hmm. he, he's now in the 285 range. Okay. okay? Yeah. So the affordability does make a, a difference. Things to take a look at. If your ratios are tight... Let's find out why they're tight, okay? Is it a high payment, 
on a low balance credit card. Okay. Mm. I had somebody the other day that owed $1,800 on a credit card, but they were being charged $177 a month. Okay. Okay. So I said, if you pay off that credit card, then basically you're taking a look at um, increasing your buying power by about $25,000. Wow. Okay. Okay. So that makes a big difference, right? So so they were like, whoa, okay, that's going to put us over the edge. That's going to put us over the top where we want to be. So just when the ratios come out, you have a front ratio and a back ratio. The front ratio is what my new mortgage payment is divided into my gross income. Back ratio is all debts, and you were saying they were pushing that level of yeah. 45 or 49, whatever that level is, that they were able to get approved at. But you really got to take a look at why you're that high. What can you do to bring it down a little bit? Yeah, that's a key thing. And a big thing, like you said, I think a lot of people, what they want to know is, Terry, if they have, here's the thing. If they if they if they get grants and they do and they do have enough in savings as a whole to be able to or now get more closing help from a seller, but it, let's just say they can't get closing help, and they have enough in savings to be able to cover their closing costs and, um, but they you know and the down payment depending on the loan types and things like that because of the ratios, is it smart for somebody to dip into the savings and pay off a credit card to afford more? Or not. So that's the scenario I think that some people are thinking about is like we scream all the time, like Dave Ramsey, save, 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 save. You can't ever save too much, if you know what I mean. But at what point is it best to do something like that where you take that savings and you pay something down or off? Um, to be able to afford more because they're frustrated that they, they there's nothing out there for sale practically in their affordability range, which for the most part, we're talking 300000 and under. So every person's credit is different, okay? And every situation is different. So what you have to do, and, and I sit down with the customers and I go over each, one, each line item of what they owe. Somebody could come in and they'd be like, well, I just bought a car and it's... <laughs> Forty thousand dollars and the payment seven hundred dollars. We're not going to re. We're not going to be able to refinance it. We're not going to be able to pay it off. We're stuck with that seven hundred dollar a month payment. So we move on. Okay, but if somebody comes in and they've got a handful of credit cards and they've got thirty five dollars a month here, but they only know. 120 and they say well I pay that off every month and I say well pay it off and don't use it. Yeah right there okay? you go. And and it's not going to help your credit. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not going to hurt your credit if you pay it off or pay it to zero. But what it's going to do is it's going to increase your buying power. And that's what's most important to people right now. Yes. When rates went up to 8%, it was kind of like what? The other thing I want to bring up real quickly is there's a lot of people that are first time home buyers that are authorized users on their parents' credit cards. Okay. Mm -hmm. That can help your credit, but it also hurts your buying power. If ah. if you are an authorized user on a, a American Express or a, a Visa that has a three hundred dollar a month payment and a ten thousand dollar balance, does that make sense? I I got excited because I now know how to get rid. I can I know know what to tell my kids how I can get them off the credit card that they share. <laughs> that's right. You just gave me the answer. So that's one other area to that's take good. a look at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's review, Terry, because affordability, let's review the cost to get into a home. Number one, closing costs is basically between 4 and 5% of the sales price of a home. So that's what we generally see. And if a home is $400,000, 
Um, you're looking at sixteen to twenty thousand dollars that you need to get to cover that, and that deals with Terry. We know it's loan fees, points, transfer, recordation tra- taxes, escrow funds, title fees, insurances, appraisals, appraisal. It goes on Bank and on fees. and on. When people see, when buyers, when I sit down with a consultation and I say to them, <laughs> do you know how many fees and how many things are involved in closing costs? You know how many of them have any idea? Uh, first time home buyers, zero. Exactly. It, it, occasionally you'll have somebody that's, that's studied and done yeah. their homework or whatever the case, but, but it's close to zero. It is. It's amazing. And that's no knock on nobody. That's just that it's just so much. And so one of the things I have added into my buyer packet is not only the contract of sale and this and that, and there's a lot of stuff, but I also give them a mock, you know, Alta statement, we call them, which is the settlement sheet statement, everything like that with all the names blotted out because it's fictitious. It's John Doe at 123 Main Street. But it gives them a good idea with the different type of loans to say, hey, this is what is what we see day in and day out with all the different costs and things like that. And so when you say to a, so when I say to a buyer, do you have, you know, $15,000, $20,000 towards closing costs to buy a home? And they're like, what? What do I need all that for? What are you talking about? I got my down payment. I got, hey, I heard I only need 3%, not 20. I thought it was 20, but now I found out it's only three or none. I got my down payment, but what are you talking about more costs? What do you mean? And so this is something that's really important to go over. How much can a seller contribute towards these buyers' closing costs? We know for convention, it's what? 3%. 3%, up to 6% if they're putting you know 20% down yep. or whatever the case may be. Um, FHA is six percent. Yep. No, regardless, a VA is a hundred percent of your closing costs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And VA also has a caveat that I've used over the years that I'd say most loan officers have no clue. Mm-hmm. But VA also has a caveat that says that an additional four percent above the closing costs can be paid by the seller to pay off debt for the buyer in order to help out the veteran. That is huge. And I've had them pay off cars. I've had them. Yeah. It, it, it's an incredible thing, but that is something that uh, you can do. And then USDA, you can pay off, um, you can pay 100% of the closing costs. Yeah, yeah. So in that basically, that's 6%. I, Terry, I, I've, I don't even think I've ever had a transaction in 20 years out of over 700 that's had a uh, got sick, hadn't needed more than 6% or even got 6%. Um, I think the highest has ever been is like 5%. And so there's a lot of factors in there and, um, but that's the rules. That's how it works. But I am so excited that about the VA, I think it's one of the best loans, any military personnel, we want to first say thank you for serving and all that. And the fact of the VA with the benefits and such like that, but that is huge that you can also be able to possibly have that work under that program. And so, like you said, best kept secret. We share nothing but best kept secrets, boys and girls. That's why we're on. That's so people can really know what are the ins and outs. This is why we do this every week and every day. All right. Number three, my point was what percentage of sellers are willing to give this, this very few still, as we see 
or only those that have been on the market for a while. And so that's usually two things I'm seeing right now, Terry, is number one, if a seller misses getting an offer within a week or two, they're going to be a lot more apt to be willing to give some closing helps. I tell people all the time, it's a lot better unless I'm nervous about the appraisal amount. I always would recommend to definitely do, like you said, the two one, the buy down program, do the buy down. That is extremely enticing or give closing costs. One or the other doesn't matter which way you slice it and dice it that a buyer wants to use it. Those are the most beneficial things right now because it all points back to helping with affordability. Okay. And then, uh, and so, and so the next part of that would be taking the home. I'm seeing this. The sellers, I haven't had it. I've heard colleagues left and right in the last month that, oh, we don't got the house or contract. They don't want to lower the price. They don't want to give closing help. They don't want to do nothing. And they just want to take it off the market temporarily and wait till the spring market because apparently we're going to have tons more buyers. Interest rates are lower. Prices are going to go back through the roof and we're back in business. And the gridlock is finished. That's literally the message that a lot of sellers have in their head if they don't sell right now. They're thinking, well, we'll just wait till the spring market. Yeah, I don't think that there's much of a panic amongst sellers right now. Nope. Unless they have to sell. That's that, it. That's kind of what I'm yeah. seeing and feeling mm-hmm. is that it's kind of like, well, when rates come down, you know, I'll be able to sell. And and I've talked to people that said, well, I'm going to sell, you know, next spring. I'm going to sell next spring. I'm going to sell next spring. I don't want to deal with it. I want to get through the holidays. Yeah. And so I don't see any threat, nothing like that. Um, People ask, when's the market going to crash? We're not going to see a crash. We're not seeing that at all. There's no indicators, which we would state that's like a 10% or more of a decrease in value in a short period of time of six months or a year. And we're, we're just not seeing that. We're only seeing pockets in different price points and places that in our area that is level or down just a tiny bit, but very, very, very few in between. So the other thing buyers need to know about is the deposit or the EMD, we call it. We get out of our, all of our, we have lots of wild words and pronouns and different things that we use in the real estate and mortgage industry, don't we? That a lot of the public says, what does EMD mean? What the heck is that? Is that a doctor we're calling on or something, right? No, the depositor EMD is can be any amount. There's no rules that regulate this in laws, but usually 1% of the sale price is what you have to put down at the time of an offer. I've had people call me and say, no, I heard I can offer whatever I want and get the house under contract. And then I I'll be able to cough this up. No, you. it has to come in within one week after an accepted contract to sell by Maryland law. But in most laws, in most states for contracts, and same with PA that I'm licensed and such like that. Uh, the other one is inspections. Terry, we've got two minutes on the program. Home, inspe- home radon, chimney, pools, pest, septic, water, well, structural engineer I've had to get. The litany of amount of inspections that can happen in a property easily can surplus $2,000 that a buyer puts out. That doesn't mean you're, you don't get that money back. I had a buyer last month we settled, or two months ago, you know, Jen, and all of a sudden she says, well, if this falls through and I don't get the house, do I get all that money back? No, that's gone forever. That's your due diligence money. That's easily more than ever, Terry, now. Just $2,000 just for your inspections alone. That's mm-hmm. now the minimum. Appraisal is what? It's fair to say six fifty. dollars Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. now you've got deposit money, you've yep. got appraisal money, you've got inspections. 
you're going to see three, four, five, six thousand dollars go out the window like right away before we get to settlement and all that. So, and then your down payment, if you're doing 100% financing, that's the only exception other than that. If you're doing the 3% convention or three and a half FHA, and then it goes up to whatever you can afford and what you're willing to do, those are the next pieces that we always go over very intricately. And that's why you got Terry right next to me to be able to do that. All right, next thing I'm going to talk about next week, Terry, is prepping your home to sell. What's the biggest bang for buck? What are the things you should do and shouldn't do as you get your house ready for sale so that you capitalize and get the most money? So, all right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. Next way, we're going to give away a gift card. Whoever can tell us the year to date how much values they've come up, and we're going to give away a gift card to whatever store you want. And you guys take care. Happy buying and selling out there and Christmas shopping. And take care. We'll see you next week. Take care. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.